Ready? Yes, I'm fully, I'm strapped in. I'm ready. Here's Mola Lenghi. I'm the armor. Tonight, as the criminal trial nears for the armor charged in that fatal Rust movie shooting, newly released texts reveal that some members of the crew were concerned about her alleged drug and alcohol use during filming. Court documents show four days after the shooting, the film's prop master told another crew member in one text exchange about how Hannah Gutierrez had blacked out the previous weekend. Court documents say witnesses also claimed Gutierrez was high on marijuana in her hotel room while simultaneously in possession of ammunition to be used on the set. So here's the box that I got them out of. Authorities say six live rounds were found on the movie set in Santa Fe, New Mexico. Just how they got there remains a central question in this case. Tonight in court documents, prosecutors say their investigation developed substantial evidence that Ms. Gutierrez brought the live rounds on set when she first began work on the film, a claim Gutierrez denies. Gutierrez now facing involuntary manslaughter and other charges after the revolver actor Alec Baldwin was rehearsing with fired a live bullet, killing cinematographer Helena Hutchins and injuring director Joel Souza. Tonight, her lawyers saying in a statement, the state unquestionably lacks authority to prosecute Gutierrez on this charge, adding their response to launch vitriolic personal attacks to obscure the facts and truth is more of the same unprofessional conduct that we have seen throughout the case. Well, Alec Baldwin, newly charged with involuntary manslaughter, Check out this guy's outfit. scheduled for tomorrow. Oh, I actually can't see the video. Well, <gasps> thank you. Tonight, the economy and even with consumer confidence, I let it roll. I let it roll because we were just picking up the audio for the That's true. Wow, Hulu, Hulu did that. Wow. Yeah, this copyright stuff. The black and rude. Yeah. Well. Well, I mean, not only did it get that particular national coverage i really like that the attorney for her was like wow the attorneys are being so unprofessional by investigating her like yeah well yeah no apparently uh this this second case should be much different well although yeah i will say next month she'll she'll be tried in her own thing right of course so Mm -hmm. separate from this what we're going to talk from about alec baldwin yeah. yeah and so also most recently in the news uh alec baldwin for the same case has uh he was indicted by the grand jury i think it was the last thing you and i talked about um but now he has pled not guilty um you know he's like uh, uh like he, he's trying to play it off i think as like not a big deal he's saying so. that he's not even going to be a. it's like a he was even going to just show up like on zoom and decided instead like nah my lawyer's got this i don't even need to be there um to be fair it is kind of like one of those like paperwork things but i do think it looks bad you know i don't know i think it just always does um but you know we'll see what happens it's gonna i'm sure things are gonna get calendared and things are gonna slowly surely we're gonna find out more and i don't know i just i don't think it looks great but as always you know, I read all those the comments, comments in the stand. Yeah, they're hilarious. Um, the comments in the newspaper, of course, are hilarious. People are in the writing Alec Baldwin's dick category. <laughs> of A lot of those. A lot of the same guy, too. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, uh, 
there are, of course, the usual, I can't believe they're wasting money on this kind of statement, which isn't so much a defense of Alec Baldwin so much as more of a, like, why are they doing their jobs? Which is funny, because I'm like, wow, does guess we want them to prosecute shit like this, but... Um, yeah. It's funny because it's, uh, you know, people come in and just... The, the, the comments are always a mess. Yeah, um, they're inventing legal uh, precedent here, I'm sure. Yeah, oh, no, look, I'm, I'm sure... Every, Someone yeah. comes in and says, yeah. well, it should be this statute, not what it is. Like, Yeah, right, yeah, no, it's just... So, no, it's, of course, the peanut gallery in there, but... You know what it's like? It's like a monkey fight there, Brian. It's yes. just, they're just slinging shit around. Yes, and if I have, if there's any joy in today's world, it can be brought to us through our uh, relatives, uh, the creatures that swing, what swing from trees and use tails as prehensile uh, limbs, and sling shit around. And is, yes, is there and, there other? And um, I'm just gonna show you this photo and see what you think about this. I'm you know who slings more shit than monkeys, though? Uh, who's that? Humans. Politicians, right? Those clowns Politicians. in Congress. Those clowns in Congress. <laughs> I mean, have you seen what we're doing to the oceans, folks? Yeah. Uh, so I'm going to hold up this photo for you so you can see the crowning photo of this article. It just says, Stop oh Monkey Farm. <laughs> oh, um, it appears that the online version of this article, Brian, has not won. But that's right, 17, 17. photos. Excuse me. The, the Yeah, well... Then you can see more than... Um, see, you go at home and you Google 30,000 monkeys USA Today and you'll find this article. Oh, and yes, and you will see not one, but 17 photos. <laughs> including a photo... <laughs> including a photo that's just an old person holding a booklet. In the top left, the heading just says Stocking U.S. Primate Laboratories. Oh, that's how we do it. Thank you. Finally, a okay. solution. So How else am I supposed to use my mascara, so Brian? Me, exactly. Unless we had monkeys to put lipstick on, how would we know if the lipstick was going to be safe to put on our own lips? They say. Concerned citizens of Decatur County and surrounding areas attend a meeting at a Holiday Inn in Bainbridge, <laughs> Georgia, to share their opposition to the monkey breeding facility to be built in Bainbridge. Meeting on Tuesday, January 10th, 23rd, 2024, where, yes, it appears to look like a city council meeting. Totally. 100%. Um, hotel, motel, holiday oh, inn. Yeah. I had to say yep. it. I had to say it. You're Thank allowed you. to. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> James <laughs> Chestnut. <laughs> can this be our photo? Jimmy can this Chestnut, be our cover yes. photo? I'll take a screenshot so I can do it that way. There Jimmy Nuts, as they call him. <laughs> <laughs> James Chestnut shares his concerns of the monkey breeding facility. Now, mind you, this guy's literally doing the what? <laughs> like, like shrug. <laughs> He's Me? doing like the shrug emoji IRL. What else is there to but, say? Like, the, so, you know, it's, I guess it's the shrug emoji or is it the exasperated hands emoji? You know, yeah. Oh, yeah. There's like, like hands by the face. Yeah. Yeah. yeah like, not the face palm one. Which is another favorite emoji of mine. Um, James Chestnut says oh, no. <laughs> he said he shares his concerns of the monkey breeding facility. Mm. Eh. I don't know. He says. Johnny Reynolds, on the other hand, 
AKA um, Johnny A man no with nuts. a phone holster. <laughs> I love that and his and suspenders. He's, he's got He's that a simple country man. Yeah. He's a simple he's a, country man with suspenders you know, this, and a house that looks like it was built in 1950. Okay, so I think this is a really important question, yes. Brian, and it's one that I tend to ask uh, masculine presenting individuals. Yes. Um, if you were to have a beer pot belly type mm -hmm. of thing going mm -hmm. on mm -hmm. now or in the future, mm -hmm. are you the kind of man who would wear your pants under the beer belly fold? At the or waist. would you be the man? At yeah, the fashion like waist. Right in the middle. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yes, okay. At where the fashion world considers the waist to be, yes. Yeah, so I feel like this is, like, the real, like, Pepsi, Coke, Democrat, Republican question. I think, yes. like, for men, it's where would you wear your pants? And I think it's an important... I'm not saying there's a right answer. I don't... I'm not saying there's a wrong answer. I'm saying that I think that that's how people ultimately would divide themselves. Now, I think And that... this gentleman has chosen the under... He thinks that his digestive health is very important. I don't know. I don't know what his excuse is. <laughs> I don't. He's a he, I, I think it he's holds a beautiful it up man better. who support. needs it's suspenders. It's like a bra. It's like it's like a pot belly bra. That's when really you what it is. Put it under. You know, you it's, like, it's like an underwire. The belt. The, the belt. Gotta, yeah. The, the the not the belt, but the like. Uh, what is it? The waistband. He has because a... it is denim, it's like reinforced and it's got that rivet, you know, because jeans use rivets. So like he has a pre-existing condition, and it's being from the south. <laughs> he gets to rest it there on the shelf. What appears to be his wife Penny Reynolds, which ah. appears to be the same house, expresses her concerns of the monkey breeding facility to be built about 300 feet from her home. Oh mm. my god! So I personally, if there is like a monkey breeding facility 300 feet from my home, my first question is, can I see the monkeys? Because if I can, that's a plus. If I cannot, mm. that's a minus. But if I cannot, I imagine that would make Penny Reynolds much happier. So cleared land, monkey breeding facility. And this is the photo that I believe you had of beer yeah. gut guy and his wife. Stop monkey farm as a sentence. I love it. I want to, I want to frame them in my home. And when yeah, just last, a little, just a little like portrait photo of them hanging on the I wall. I want to tell everyone that this is my my phone. These are my parents because I don't have real parents. So these are my parents <laughs> now, and I think you understand why I am estranged from them. <laughs> I think that would make a much better story. I think Brian that they're the stop monkey. Then yes, I, I agree. Here's um. I am I'm going to read a little bit into what's going on. 30,000 monkeys, question mark. <laughs> Georgia town rallies against 30,000. Oh, excuse me. Let me start with the top headline, which I think is kind of funny. Not in my backyard takes an exotic twist. Georgia oh town God. rallies against 30,000 monkey breeding facility. <laughs> Here's just a little quote to the side from Penny Reynolds. I don't want. I, I, look, it says section, nation, topic, monkeys. monkeys. Add topic. To, yeah, that's your hot list. Get notifications about monkey stories. Continue, friend. I don't want the kids playing out there breathing in that monkey stuff. What if it gets out? That's all it takes, says Penny. Wow. David Jost. That monkey stuff. 
stuff. That monkey stuff. I don't want the breathe of that monkey stuff. That monkey air. Breathing it in. <laughs> we're building this from the ground up, and we're going to do it to the highest standards. Give us a chance, says David Jost, president of Safer Human Medicine, a.k.a. Monkey Medicine, Inc. Okay. Most mornings, just after dawn, Penny Reynolds strolls a familiar path around the backyard of her nine-acre property, sprinkling handfuls of corn for the neighborhood deer. The ritual. <laughs> I, so she's okay. Literally with deer, deer. who are like are the most like, like prone to carry having. like ticks yeah. and like, like yeah, rabies. They got COVID. They're like they go mad. Like they like go violent. They like attack people with their dumb hooves. I'm so sorry. Please continue. Yes, please. The ritual with which Reynolds has upheld for more than forty years. Is one of mainly daily pleasures, or uh, one of many daily pleasures now haunted by one worry. Will it be ruined by the monkeys? This lady's living so a charmed life. In, she's been breathing in that deer stuff for 40 years. <laughs> that deer, quote, deer stuff, yes. Local officials in Bainbridge, Georgia, a rural outpost 20 miles north of the Florida panhandle, Recently approved, they're breathing in that Florida air. They should be afraid of that. (laughs) At capacity, the six... uh, um, Oh, excuse me. They recently approved a startup plan to build one of the largest monkey breeding facilities in the nation. One of, implying that there's more than... Okay. Um... At its capacity, the $396 million complex would hold up to 30,000 monkeys, double the city's human population. It's unreal, said Reynolds, 77, whose property line borders the site cleared for the 200-acre facility. Our Girl, world... you're going to be dead by the time yeah. they're done building it. Exactly. <laughs> like, whatever. I think it literally says it's going to take, like, a million years to build this thing. Yeah, like got to be like a secure monkey farm yeah they're basically building a prison for monkeys where they're allowed to yeah, have sex. Like, it's like <laughs> safer human medicine the company behind the project says the long-tailed macaques will be bred and sold to pharmaceutical companies universities and laboratories for medical research the company hopes to finish construction and welcome its first monkeys later this year so right now okay, zero brian, monkeys brian i i gotta tell you mm-hmm. um so if if you were to tell me hey there is local opposition to a monkey farm i would say hey that makes sense animal experimentation is often considered inhumane and uh-huh. abhorrent to the moral yes. you know uh, tapestry of a human in- individual traditionally speaking and yes. tr- and and Although we may turn a blind eye to the animal suffering mm. that occurs, say, in agriculture. For cuter lipstick. There is nonetheless, yeah. <laughs> despite our reliance on lipstick and shampoo and, like, yes. pesticides and shit, uh-huh. we, do, we, we do find this abhorrent, right? Yes. But what's interesting to me is that these people are not protesting its abhorrence. <laughs> yes. They're protesting that it's in their backyard. Exactly. The monkeys? Yeah, whatever about the monkeys. You and, know. and I'm and and after we finish this article, I'm gonna tell you about a film I saw recently. Okay. So let's get through this. Oh my god! Yes, 
Safer Human Medicine, the company behind the project, says the long-tailed macaques will be bred and sold to pharmaceutical companies, universities, and laboratories for medical research. The company hopes to finish construction later this year. Monkeys, because of their similarities to humans, have been essential to research for a wide range of diseases and infections and have led to breakthrough treatments for Parkinson's, sickle cell disease, polio, and COVID-19, according to the National Academy of Sciences, Engineering, and Medicine. But this get- is also, of course, the, the challenge of the moral quandary, Brian, because I got to be honest, I personally fall into this category where I believe that in this case, animal suffering is, in fact, worth the scientific breakthroughs we're going to find. Yes. And that's a that's a thing I have absolutely grappled with because I yeah. love all creatures, great and small. But if anyway, polio, too, comes around... That. Yeah, I'd like fuck those monkeys. Yeah, yeah that's exactly, right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Thank you, monkeys, for your, <laughs> your fucking service. service. Like, I would rather salute them than the troops. Yeah. To be quite honest, yes. like, I think all of these monkeys should be buried at Arlington. Is it, okay, it tr- they should be. They should have little, you know, special little uh, pyramids yeah. for each of them. Yes. Yeah, they I should agree. be made into like little blocks of bricks, and we should build like a monkey pyramid in their honor. Yes, exactly. I agree with that. Yes, no, I honor them, but B- bury their thing. virulent ashes amongst the pyramids of America. Yeah. I just want to acknowledge that for all of the people who are opposed to this on moral ground, I see you and I stand on solid solidarity with you, even if I vehemently disagree. This bitch, though. Yes. This this lady is all about saying, "Hey, I think we can all agree." I want to feed her. deer. I would like to feed deer which have not mixed M-I-X-T with monkeys. <laughs> she does not want the animals congregating, and I think, folks, we know what that means. Yeah. Dogs, cats. <laughs> Living together? Can't have that. No. no. Let's just say this deer? lady's let's just say what this lady's never that? had a dream. <laughs> In a leafy suburb of Houston last year, residents quickly sank a plan to build a monkey farm. Citing this is rampant. Um, citing you know, concerns Brian, over waste, know, pollution, be these, this monkey agenda that has taken over the United States yeah. is a threat to our American way of life. You know what's going to happen is mm-hmm. these monkeys are going to be taking our jobs. The monkeys will be taking our jobs as soon as they uh, understand how to. Why much can't like, they test? Why can't they test all of those experimental drugs on hardworking Americans like me? Like the pigeon that drives the drone. Why can't you have the monkey that drives, you know, like, why can't they reduce CPU times by having an ape control the basic instinct of of the AI? (laughs) Did you see that dog that learned to drive? (laughs) Go on, bro. I, uh... Um... So there's already been another farm. Now, uh, in Georgia, an expanding group of locals and animal rights activists is set in stopping the monkey breeding plan. But this this lady, not, not the monkey uh, carer. She does not care for monkeys. Quote. Nor did. <laughs> it's like putting a nuclear plant in your backyard, said 65-year-old James Chestnut. Oh, now she's against. Now it's nuclear. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> to oil. Fossil fuel. <laughs> she's really drawn all the lines at once so, well, I'm just waiting on my package everyone look this is about harm reduction Barbara I get that maybe you don't want 
nuclear reactors in the backyard, but, you know, that oil and gas air stuff. <laughs> Dear listeners, I hope you heard Brian's dog barking. That was really loud and fun. I wonder what Brian got in his package. I recently ordered some things. Uh, I have taken up needlepoint, and I have been doing needlepointing. And I let me tell you my existential angst. I've really been working through by stabbing this piece of fabric over and over to make cute designs. So okay. I'll have to tell Brian about that later since he yes. had to go retrieve his package. I, I was just telling our package. audience my recent package contents. And I was like, gosh, are we going to see Brian do an unboxing we here, live, on the air? We oh my are, god, this fact, is our first time. I oh my god, please. We're gonna have I just ordered unboxing. a package yesterday. Yeah. Here is the battery holder for the device we're about to open up here. Hell yeah, okay. hell yeah. A battery holder device, sounds like up. it's a, some kind of a rechargeable device. Here is a, um, let's see, this is open. I'm gonna say it's, uh... There's a flap here. Some kind of a temperature gauge or pool device I wish. that is battery operated. I'm no, going to that was open my guess. this, um... I feel like I'm um, is it a... Clearly some kind of e electronic thing if it has a battery device thing. Yes, so I think I'm, I'm actually say... opening a box for a bag right now. Oh, here's, there's a tab oh. to pull. There's a tab to pull. Man. Oh, I'm gonna say it's uh, something for... Uh, don't tell me. Don't, don't say it yet. I'm gonna take a guess. Okay. I'm gonna say it's not for your computer. I'm gonna say it's not for your PlayStation. Mm -hmm. But I'm gonna say it's some kind of a household gadget, maybe yes, a gadget. something for your kitchen. Well, is here, gonna be my guess. This is the box. This is the case that it comes in. So. Okay. Okay. Wow, it comes in a case. It comes in a case. Um, and then. Uh, this battery. is the actual box that it's in here. Pull this tab. Is it a kitchen gadget? So then I'm gonna say it's some kind of maybe an immersion blender. It's actually quite timely that we would open this on this uh, stage here, um, because it is all. Is it a bullet detector? <laughs> Am I about to be murdered? No, I mean, you know, you're just oh. making sure there aren't any in the. I'm making set. there aren't. I'm making sure there aren't any uh, six live bullets around. <laughs> No, it's uh, I have I have acquired the Apple Vision Pro, which I was just oh, about to read an that's right, about. you were you were talking about this. Gosh. Uh, so I'm gonna go ahead and open this up and see if we can. Wow, this uh, is amazing. We're gonna do this right. We're gonna do it right now. Didn't plan this at all, actually. Oh no, no, this was this is just timing. I actually thought it would come a little bit later, which actually means my afternoon plans can occur now. Anyway, yeah, how about the 30,000 monkeys, right? Isn't that crazy? Oh my god, yeah, no, I love the monkeys. Um, the photos that accompany the article online are really just too precious, <laughs> so I really do encourage everyone. And there are photos of the monkeys as well. And there is a monkey shortage crisis, so, like, the depth of the story is a lot... Yeah, there's a lot of... The levity that Brian and I are currently bringing to it, I assure you. Um, so, Brian, while while you're doing that in the background, I'm going to play for you a video 
Mm-hmm. About dogs that learn how to drive a car. Most dogs love to go on walks. Some enjoy a good swing, but these dogs prefer to go for a drive. Meet Porter and Monty, who successfully passed their driving test on live TV into the world's first driving dogs. What? became the first dog in the world to drive a car. He drove on a New Zealand racetrack in a specially modified Mini. Porter was able to drive the car and even turn corners around the track after just eight weeks of training. Oh my god. The dogs drive cars specifically altered for them. There are special handles fitted on the steering wheel, dashboard, gear stick, brakes and accelerator pedals to allow them to access them easily and most importantly, a speed limiter to make sure the car doesn't go above walking pace. The dogs were all rescued by the SPCA, which is the Society for the Prevention of Cruelty to Animals in Auckland, New Zealand. The dogs were chosen from the shelter and then taught how to drive in order to show the public how intelligent and capable shelter dogs are like and above all, deserving of a loving and nurturing home. Tim and Eric Porter had... is an old beardy cross this is and Monty an is a giant schnauzer cross. The two dogs had been taking driving lessons, which began with them learning to steer a wooden cart pulled along on a string trainers. Good. Good boy. Ready? Good. Good. That's clever. Gear. Good. Wait. Good boy. Good boy. Hey. Good. You're so clever. After successfully maneuvering the car around a lap, they progressed to driving a real car. The two dogs were challenged to a racetrack <laughs> test drive, which was broadcast live online. They were strapped into the driver's seat with seatbelts, with their front paws on the steering wheel, with special accelerator and brake pedals close to the wheel, so they can push down on them when needed. And then they followed commands from their trainers, who walked in front of the car. Animal trainer Mark Vett said, You wouldn't believe any dog could learn to drive a car on its own, but we've proven through our understanding of animal psychology and specialised training methods that intelligent creatures can adapt to the situation they're in. I think sometimes people think because they're getting an animal that's been abandoned that somehow it's a second class animal, which is not the case. Ultimately, the aim with the driving dogs demonstration is to get people talking about the dogs and hopefully making an SPCA rescue dog their top choice for people thinking of adopting a pet. Oh sure, dogs surfing and dogs fetching beers are always impressive, but nothing will ever beat driving dogs. Anyway, that's the end of this video. Thanks for watching, and we'll see you next time. Wow. Bye-bye. Wow. That's incredible. That's truly, like, that is, um, uh, go watch that video at home. Holy shit. That's crazy. Yeah, right. Things are pretty crazy, though. Like, I, I feel like, uh... So, Brian, in this confrontation of reality that we are constantly doing, mm -hmm. I think it's like this, um, 
I don't, I don't want to be like 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 goofy about it, but you know, do you remember there was that guy who like fell for a viral tweet that was clearly like fake, and they were like, well, just the fact that I believed that could be real says something about society. Yes. Um, I know that like he was roasted for that and rightfully so, but I I, I want to say that there's like a kernel of truth in it to that, oh, which certainly. is that um. Uh, I think it's, uh, I think we also lose something by, like, believing or forgetting that, one, that truth is stranger than fiction, and that, two, we're being bombarded with more fiction than ever. Oh, yes, absolutely. Yes. And, uh, and so that, therefore, like, yeah, I might be, okay, so, like, so, like, I guess, like, for me, like, even if I'm, even if I've been duped, even if this video of the driving dogs um, is all fake, and that was all AI, and, was, and or it was all CGI, even, or it was even just puppets, and Jim Henson actually just put some shit in there. <laughs> the message that I've been duped with is adopt a shelter animal. They make excellent pets. Right. So, like, at the end of the day, even if it was the video itself was fake, the message itself is okie dokie, right? And so yeah. I, I kind of want to, like, just frame it in the concept of what am I willing to be duped by? And I'm willing to be duped by a TikTok video about dogs. And if it's fake, I'm willing to suspend that disbelief as if I were at the movie theater. Where I'm not willing to do that is, let's say, during a presidential election or during a war in Gaza, or a genocide in Gaza, more specifically said, a, w a war that we're trying to, I guess, enter in Syria and all of these things. And I'm trying to, like, kind of... I guess try to remember that, like, in all of this bullshit, there is still, like... There's still fun in escapism. And if it's still fun, maybe it's not exactly escapism, right? Escapism sounds like something else. Yes, I, don't know. I agree. Escapism seems like yes, yeah, fun. They don't have to be the same thing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, hmm. that's interesting. Fun, good. Escapism, bad. <laughs> but yeah, escapism sounds like you're getting away from something and like avoiding it, but really, it's yeah. just a matter of survival. Mm -hmm. um, let's see. Plug that in there. Do this. Okay. We're about to Dude, enter. The first time I played that fucking, what was it called? That. Oh, it started raining. Wow, really raining. Oh, okay. Wild. I was like, why did it get so dark in here? Okay. <clears throat> I'm about to step into the, the realm. I have of to virtual. look. Oh my god, I'm so excited. You have to tell me what it's like. Hey, it's even more appropriate now that I'm in this, like, Twilight Zone portal. Because it's like you're about to step into the Twilight Zone Yeah, I portal. am. To never return. Here, let's see. I can put it on over the headphones. Oh, it's only started snowing. Here, I'll unplug this for simplification reasons here. Okay, let's see if I can put this on. Over these. Oh, no, I should take these off and then put it on. Oh my gosh, it just started snowing outside at this exact moment. <laughs> and you're about to enter the Matrix. I'm entering the Matrix. Here we go. I have removed... That's go. why I got all this white noise all around me. It's because the Matrix is collapsing. <laughs> I'm about to be in the ski goggle future. 
<clears throat> oh wow, that's crazy. First thing I notice is that um wow. There's no like oh there's a thing here, yeah. It's like a scuba mask. Okay, I'm gonna put my head. So from the <clears throat> Yeah, so from the external Brian looks like he's <clears throat> sorry, I have a had some phlegmy throat there. From the outside, Brian simply looks like he's wearing really fashionable ski goggles. Yes. Like, if I saw Brian right now at Ski Santa Fe, I would be like, what's up, bro? How's the powder? <laughs> and I'm going to press and hold now to a line. It's sensing my eyeballs. It's showing me a green check mark and a mirror moving forward. I might have to change the light locking thing. Holy shit. Okay, so the first thing I'm going to note is now I'm looking through it. I have my full, mostly my full field of view. The first thing that I'm going to note is, oh god, it's writing stuff in front of me. Out like dis more distant than the the monitor. It says hello and it's saying space. designed in California, made in China. Press <laughs> digital crown to begin. Well, that's the crazy thing. Is I'll be able to press a button since it just looks at your hands. I'll be able to press a button above the monitor and it should actually expand it like like it's a <gasps> in the screen. Yeah. So, Brian, I was just telling, so my, um, at work, um, our admin, one of our admin people was asking, hey, what do you need to, like, make your job easier? And I was like, hey, you know that, like, holographic screen they have in the Born Identity? Oh, yeah, or, um, yeah. Or whatever, um, you know what I mean? Report, uh, it's the one by <laughs> Yeah, the, whatever, it's Minority, Minority Report. Report, yes. Yeah. Yeah, thank you. I'm like, I want that. I'm like, does that exist yet? And what you're saying is, yes, it does. But I have to wear the goggles. I mean, this is this is the Minority Report goggles. Now they say, the experts. Oh, you're holding, you're fading out. They're showing me a video. This is crazy because <gasps> what's out here is now okay. stabilized. They've darkened all the lights in the room. They're showing me a little oh. preview video here. Yeah. No, this is the like. Um, so now it's it called the the training screen, not the training screen. The in a video game, the practice screen, the tutorial, it that's is. the word. It is. It's crazy. So now I was looking at you in the monitor. I can still see you. It's just everything's a little... They've, mm -hmm. they've Because it's using the camera sensor, it feels so weird because no VR mm -hmm. headset I've ever had on felt like looking through it into the world. And this mm -hmm. does because they've taken a 4K screen, a TV, a 4K uh -huh. screen, and they've shrunk the pixel depth down to one per each eye which is the most dense screens wow. I believe have ever been made. Wow. And um, that's the way that they make it look like you're looking through it instead of like, you know, because there's still screens in front of my eyes. It's not like I'm looking mm -hmm. through it, but that is how it feels. It's, well, it's crazy. So closer, if you get your hands close, mm -hmm. it like shifts <laughs> focus. It's wild. Okay, okay. So, so, so again, from my perspective, so Brian's still wearing ski goggles but he's been like staring at his hands so now he looks like the dude who just took a shitload of mushrooms before he went snowboarding that's exactly what you look like right now yeah, I'm flipping by the way around. Yep, yeah because you. you're like this yeah you're doing I'm that so thing recording this okay, <laughs> yeah now it's adjusting so funny, lighting man. it's bringing the lights down even further i can still see you but it's like it's you know we're in a movie theater here look at the dot and tap your fingers together to select it Oh my god, it is pretty goddamn funny. That is exactly what. <laughs> wow, this is crazy. So it tracks your eyes. Okay, so now I'm like looking up at a dot. I have to like now select all the dots around the circle. 
I'm like looking at a lot of nuts. <sighs> so I'm actually like clicking like this. It's tracking. It has cameras, I imagine. Yeah. That goes down and out as well as all the way around. So it can see your hands even if they're out here. So now I'm like looking at. I'm clicking. This is nuts. Okay. How? So do you click by blinking? I, you click by tapping your fingers together like this. Oh, like the okay, but, but it's got tracking, you. It's tracking your eyes though. Got you. Your pupils actually. So, to see so where the you're pupils looking. is the mouse. Yes. And then the finger click is your buttons on the mouse. The yes. cursor is the eyeball. Okay, got it. Left or right hand, even it seems. I just tried my left hand. Okay, now I'm looking back at the world, completing eye setup. It has taken my retinal imaging. Okay. I love the eye setup. Here we go. Now it gave me a checklist. Persona eyes. beta. Oh, now we're going to capture. Uh, we'll do the thing where it's my face later. That's okay. Set up later. Uh, set up. There we go. Look here for optic ID. It's scanning my retinas. That now is literally doing that. That's crazy. <laughs> okay. Create a passcode. Oh, no. That's too short. We need a longer one. Um, using your eyes to select stuff on a screen seems like the future. I could see that with every laptop and phone and everything um, that's very exciting brian actually it's, it's extreme because massive. like so when uh once upon a time my brother's uh mother-in-law had suffered a stroke and uh he and his wife started kind of investigating what kind of accessibility communication devices existed at that time this would have been early aughts um 2004 2005 maybe that they were doing this and of course it, it was very it, it was slim pickings yeah right unless you had like stephen hawking reputation or you know neil young money shit like you weren't I mentioned them because they are very famous for being activists in the disabled community, right? But they're also very wealthy and privileged individuals, and most people don't have that, right? So those kind of accessibility aids. This What you're describing, Brian, is like miles ahead of what I remember being available to folks who are having like a need to communicate. And this is now just available commercially on the market for like anyone. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm really excited wild. to see how apps and things that are designed for this kind of accessibility start to interface with this shit. Because I feel like what you're describing, this like retina tracking thing, that's going to be life changing for some people. No, this is totally changing. Um, like just going through these menus and stuff as if I'm already naturally using it. As if it was a computer. I'm like, I'm clicking the windows, like, don't share, like, you know, use this it's policy. Gonna... Click here to agree and stuff like that. It's it's as if it, I am. It's this is nuts. This adapted to a three hundred dollar device or a five hundred dollar device. This will change. This is the thing that will change everything. So they need to bring down the price. Obviously, it's a first gen product. Yeah. And even if you compared the original iPhone price with inflation and stuff, the original iPhone was like massively expensive compared to the second even. So. Um, and the iPad prices, the iPad was like $1,200 when it launched, and now they're like $300. Mm -hmm. so. No, a lot of that shit was expensive. I remember that. So this is um, a Oh, boy. This is amazing. Look at this. How would you change Apple Vision Pro content? Uh, yeah, that's fine. Go with this. Okay, pitch the window. Oh, we pinch, we're pinching the window. 
Oh my god, this is crazy. Now, now it has direct oh. control. Holy shit. I'm like actually like putting my arm out, grabbing a window with my fingers like I'm, you know, the head pincher from yeah. uh, Kids in the Hall. <gasps> <laughs> oh my god, Brian. I do feel like you just described the thing that I wanted from my coworker. <laughs> I just I'm like I want to be able to move shit like I'm in the like in the fucking look, minority I'm doing this. report. Look at this. I'm literally taking a window. Look at my like my hand gesture. Yeah. I'm grabbing the bottom of a window and moving yeah. it like in 3D space like this. Like Um by the way over here, pinned it up. Uh from my perspective, Brian now looks like a snowboarder with the goggles, but he's Italian and he's yelling at someone. Oh, molto bene. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Pizza, he's got pasta, the little pinchy. Yeah, yeah, you've got these two pinchy things going on, and you're moving them, so you yeah. look really agitated. So I, I have really, crab claws yeah, here. I'm doing yes, like, that's exactly right, Brian. There's the other. I don't know if you need to take the screenshot for that one. Pinch the window. Oh my god! Us. No, my god! No, it's, it's it's it's. I think it's better that somebody not see this. Okay. Good. You'll, you'll go viral. It'll be embarrassing. You'll Look be the, the Star Wars window. kid. I, we can't do that to you, Brian. <laughs> you don't want to be the Star Wars kid. This is crazy. I, I can resize windows and everything. Okay, next. I need to move this back to like a normal place. Oh, my right gosh. In front of you. This is crazy. Okay, I'm holding down the digital crown to recenter my view. Because I've... Oh, this is what they're teaching me. Okay. Next. Go to the top of your view and top tap. Oh, there's like a thing up the top. Okay. Um, cool. Great. Next. Dot, look at the dot. Amazing. Dot, to close a window. Okay. Welcome. Okay, now I'm actually in it. Now we have an apps menu. Okay. Which I can see with my eyes. So let's do this. I'm going to record. I know it has like a thing where you can record basically in like four dimensions and save like a memory. So I'm gonna do that here. Oh, I'm gonna turn on an environment. Here, let's do. Uh, I'm at Joshua Tree. Okay, wow, this is fucking crazy. And you can turn this to change the immersion level. So now I can't see any of my environment. Now it's like a VR headset in this moment. Yeah, right I'm now a, I'm sitting on a rock in Joshua Tree. Yeah, now right now that Brian has finished fiddling with like the buttons and stuff, now he just looks like the snowboarder that's like taking a moment to like look around his environment and take it all in. So right now, I really would, other than the fact that like in public you would look like you're wearing a VR headset if you like <laughs> came in and like. <laughs> other than that. Other than the fact that I look like a psychopath. <laughs> Addicted to technology. Think... Yeah. I uh, mean, this is what I'm getting at, right? Like, it's so funny because, like... So, like, for the privacy of your own home, mm -hmm. yes. Yeah. If you were, like, having, like, a LAN party type of situation with other yeah. goobers, uh -huh. then also it would work. Again, I... There, I feel like the danger would be that y'all are bumping, like, y'all, <laughs> like, as if I would be there, too. We're bumping headsets, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, like, bumping into, headset. yeah, like, everyone's pinching at each other. 
You know what's really weird is I'm in Joshua Tree okay. here. I notice I look down and I can see it's mapping my arms. So it's actually taking my arms, <laughs> shooting it with its photo sensors, detaching the background, mapping my arms to a 3D um, tessellation that it's creating with its LiDAR scanner, or LiDAR scanner, rather. And it is doing all of that, um, including this other arm, which actually looks quite amazing. But uh, if I look down, I have no torso, no nor legs, um, which is a little strange. I feel like I'm a floating set of arms. Uh, but here, let me turn down this little dial huh. here. Oh, and that must be so, oh my god, like, there's, like, video game modes that are like that. They're so unsettling. They're, like, that first person. I, I can't do it. It's weird to me. So let me see if I can, like, uh, how do I bring up the menu again? I've lost all concept of This is game. really fun to see. This is amazing. This, okay, so it's now, like... let's see what I can do here. Can I, okay, if I put this battery in my pocket. Okay, it does charge from the, so I have this now. So now I'm, I'm hands-free. I'm loose in the world. <laughs> I'm not connected to anything except for the headphones that are connected in the sound thing. Okay, so now I'm standing up. Uh-huh. Okay, what can I do? Uh, please enjoy your Apple Vision Pro. Great, okay, here we go. Uh, Apple Vision Pro update is available. Well, I will not be doing that this moment. <laughs> okay. like how there's already an update. Okay, so now, like, how do I activate Apple? Hello. Greetings. Um... Where's the thing to, like, open a dang anything? Oh, you press the crown. That's right. Press the crown. Okay. Apps. People. FaceTime. That's right. I can FaceTime with this thing. And it gives, like, a CG oh, wow. on my face. Um, let's see. If I open messages, can I, like, text you? This will be weird. Try it. Okay. Allow messages. Yes. New message. To... I'm typing on a keyboard. This is really weird. Here we are. The last thing I oh. sent you was... <laughs> well, you had to say that to Siri. We'll bleep it out later. <laughs> uh, time code. Let's see. What's the time uh, code? It is currently 1219 uh, Mountain Time. 46 so 12... minutes into the recording. Okay. Right. Okay. I'll put a sound effect over. All right. Yeah. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to type in your... Uh, here's a message. Hello. The last thing I wrote to you was thumbs up emoji because I misspelled thumbs. <laughs> I'm all thumbs. I'm actually, all thumbs. This is weird, but I can actually type on this pretty fast. What a world. Okay, now I can close this little window. I can drag the little keyboard around. This is nuts. Okay. Send. Oh, oh I see. It's like asking. <laughs> click on it's stuff. like, no, don't. Yeah, I'm highlighting text. Okay. Close this. The world is so strange, Brian. Send. Oh, there's birds at the bird feeder. Wow. So, audience at home, I am sending a text from... This is... Well, okay. Return. How do I send? Oh. Oh. 
This is this is so wow. Working with something in a fourth dimension is very very strange. <laughs> okay, now I'm bringing it in front of my face, grabbing it. It's like when Google Earth first allowed tilt. Do you remember that? Wow, that shit was crazy. <laughs> anyway, I don't know. No, I mean it's gonna take like setup yeah, time. It's crazy. So basically, the thing that's really nuts about it is it knows, like, where your hand is. Like, I can see my fingers. Like, I can come over here, and I'm behind the window, and I'm looking backwards through it. But, like, I can stick my hands like a ghost, like, comes, like, through it. It can see everything in 3D. It's really, there's never been anything like this before that I've used. Nothing in virtual reality technology, the Quest, anything that's come before that's hooked up to a PC. Nothing's even been a quarter as like in, in definition where you can like grab something in 3d space and just move it around like it's wow this is nuts anyway so there we go i'm gonna open up a that's safari. really fun i'm gonna open up a safari page real quick um what does uh what belongs in here open up search we'll type in uh type in duck duck go <laughs> duck duck went or duck duck winting pinching to move okay we're gonna duck duck go um let's see what can be oh did you hear about how um i'm just here looking at my articles uh-huh did you hear did i already talk about the kind of like weird conservative conspiracy theory about taylor swift and travis kelsey about the super bowl and all this the nfl um i think we discussed it a tiny bit in the dms and it is true i started seeing many more weird posts on like the fabook and various other platforms of people saying really weird unhinged things Uh (laughs) anyway please continue yeah of course classic so it's been elevated it's been (laughs) exactly it's classical behavior even it's been elevated to um to uh, real status in that not real but like um, it's 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 broken the fourth wall yes it, we're, we're discussing it in the public sphere now um so on the cover of the usa today which i believe was today's issue uh some republicans fear the force of taylor swift now uh let me explain what they believe they believe that there is a conspiracy excuse me um follow not even donald trump fans necessarily but conservative types out there in the um blogosphere believe that there is some kind of uh alliance between both the management team of travis kelsey taylor swift's people or taylor swift or perhaps even travis kelsey himself so it depends on who you speak to, how deep they believe it actually goes. Some of them... How deep how deep the rabbit hole you go. Exactly. Yeah. Some of them believe that they're um, unwittingly involved, you know, like they're being used by their management teams or something like that. By the Illuminati. Yeah, basically. By globalists. Uh, exactly. <laughs> yeah, we can use the word globalist, sure. I mean, um, I'm not using it. No, know, they are, but... though. They are, though. <laughs> yeah, no, they are absolutely using these phrases unironically. It's yeah. actually a pretty good sign that I can read the newspaper while I still have this thing on. Um, so they believe that uh, the NFL is tied in because they... So here's the deal. Because they hate America and Tra- they like Travis black people. Kelsey, yeah, exactly. Travis Kelsey got injected with and his Bud thing, Light. made his TV commercial 
for Pfizer where he's like, I got injected with this thing while I got the flu. And they're like, no, that's practical and makes sense and is an ad that would make sense with a popular athlete. But no, they got crazy about that. And now they realize that Taylor Swift is an, a person that pans apro- across you know, their appeal to more than just people on the, the blue side of the aisle, but because she has her roots in country especially. Uh, mm-hmm. She has fans all over the place and has yet to take really a political stance so much at all. On anything. On yeah, really anything. literally on anything. And thus, um, people on the right, because they are, you know, my, I'll just say this on insane. my own. They're insane and they don't understand how to deal with anyone who's actually popular or has goodwill in the, in the popular uh popular culture world because they don't have any sense of humor or mirth about them as people um they believe that because taylor won't get on their side that she's on the other side and thus this entire conspiracy is born where the belief is that the nfl which would include like you know a lot of owners a lot of decision makers billions and billions of dollars which alone kind of invalidates this i believe yeah Um, Not to mention decision makers, how many people would have to know about it, that it would definitely leak out if it was actually real. Like, this is just beyond stupid. But they're alleging that the entire (laughs) relationship between Travis Kelsey and everything is is a concept, a psyop even, to (laughs) convert would-be voters out there who are Taylor Swift fans to vote blue in the coming election. That is the concept. Which, is, Which I have no idea because, like, I don't know how many people who vote blue also are insane, crazy football fans. Exactly. And they say that this con- this um, proponents of this conspiracy believe that the NFL has rigged the Chiefs to get not only have won their last match to get into the, you know, to win the championship, but then to go on to the Super Bowl and they will win the Super Bowl and Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift will kiss, and then I don't know. She'll put up like a card that says like "Get vaccinated" or something, like or vote for Joe okay. Biden. I don't know. That's what they fear, I think. Um, which will it will not happen. Nothing like that will happen. And I believe. And then what? To be like pandemonium neutral. in the streets. Yeah, like, and then, and then people, everyone will start rioting, exactly. looting. Like, and then everyone, everyone is like, vaccinated. "I need sequins on my outfits now." I'm gonna vote for a different person now because. They kiss. I need my Starbucks grande macchiato. I think it's because I people... Did. It's like an extra <laughs> shot of caramel. I'm depressed. They need two shots of caramel. I, I mean... Or, hey, what's it? What, hey. Michaela, can you pull up that TikTok you saw today? Hold on a second. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on a second. This <laughs> Starbucks. We have to pull this up. Hold on. You, oh, you're going to love it. Hold on. Hold on. I know <laughs> you have on, my drink ready for me, but hold on. Let me find it. Anyway, go on, please. Uh, let's see. Any woman who is accomplishing, this is a quote from a conservative, I believe. Any woman who is accomplishing what she's accomplishing is sit- is a sitting duck to them. It's easy to fight against her. Some Republicans have speculated that Swift is some sort of Pentagon plant ginned up by secret liberal forces. This is written in the article, not opinion, in the USA Today, to swing the US, the 2024 presidential People election. are insane! While also boosting the fortunes of the Kansas City Chiefs, who are headed into the Super Bowl with Swift's boyfriend, Travis Kelsey, a tight end. 
Others suggest her prior support for Democrats in opposition to Republicans is misguided. Quote, oh, that's the quote I just read. Um, she's, um, oh, she's a liberal-leaning commentator. Fox News commentator Sean Hannity said blah, 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 etc. It goes on. But anyway, you get the point. Yeah. The USA Today has truly um, brought to light uh, <laughs> in the front page a conspiracy theory that I never thought um, we'd see there. But uh, it continues into the blogosphere. It's just so bizarre to me to think that, like, uh, I don't know. I don't feel that these people are as influential as they really think they are beyond, like, in by this makeup right like I, I don't know like i feel like when i when i look at taylor swift and i'm like yeah your makeup is on point if you're saying that you use that foundation i believe it let me tell you i don't even wear that much makeup and i would probably wear her makeup brand just be, like if it was in my shade which it's probably not because i'm brown but like if it were it's amazing. Rihanna. Has, and she looks in, yeah, Rihanna, Rihanna Exactly, right? Like but there's another makeup brand, right? Like those are two people. Like I would trust their opinion on that shit. Uh Rihanna's lingerie line, I trust her opinion on that shit. I am not going to either of those two people for like my opinion on geopolitical world affairs. Yeah. I got to be honest with you. That is not who I'm looking like I am looking well, to them let's... for cute fashion or the latest trend or who's got the latest bop. So who is this person that they have in their head? So let's say, you know, I have, hold on, let me just uh, move my Wikipedia article I have here um, right above our conversation. Yeah, let me put it right over here. Okay. So um, who is the person that she is communicating with that, like, who, <laughs> what is the unreality versus the reality here? Who would listen to her about basically anything and change their voting preferences? Who is this mythical person? Because I don't, no yeah i don't i don't know who that is because i feel like i'll basically everyone has a, a giant set of priorities that they base on yeah. what they vote on but taylor swift yeah. as a person solo yeah isn't enough to like Mm-mm. change that i mean i feel like I think. most i i feel like um I feel like she could do something like a rock the vote and it would be really controversial, right? And remember, rock the vote was simply rock stars of all kinds and all stripes saying, register to vote and make sure you participate. And that, like, that was it. And, like, that was, like, as controversial as it got, which it wasn't at all. And that was, like, all over MTV. And it was, like, Bono, who isn't even allowed to vote in the United States, I don't think, right? And it was, like, all kinds of all other fucking people who were, like, hey, vote. And it was, like, hey, thanks, Bono. Um, But, like, it wasn't, like, just because one of them told me to, like, wouldn't have, I don't think was ever influential in getting anybody to register to vote who wasn't already going to register to vote. If anything, it was just, like, oh, yeah, I have to fill out that piece of paper. And now it's even easier because like, oh yeah, I have to fill that thing out online, right? So like, whatever. But like, but it could have been anybody giving me that reminder. I could have seen a billboard that reminded me, and it would have had the same yeah. effect. It, like, it doesn't have to be Taylor Swift delivering it. It's just going to be more like, hey, and then it's going to get all this other press because it's going to be like Taylor Swift speaks out, and it's it's like, no, it's not. You just made a clickbait article, and she just told people to vote, and then now conservatives are all like, Taylor Swift told people to vote four hundred times because she 
whatever. Yeah. I don't know. No, no, you're like selection fraud. I think much like, um, you know, much like brands are starting to learn that having a celebrity or a person of note in the public eye as Mm -hmm. the image of their brand is probably a bad thing. Over time, Mm -hmm. they're starting to learn this as, you know, uh, human beings Mm -hmm who they're hiring mm-hmm. to be these things, they have flaws and make choices that won't always align with the brand. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that we're going to see, like, personalities disappear. We're going to see a lot more, like, um, avatars of brands. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. A Tony the Tiger is going to come back. You know, not Tony, if mm-hmm. not Tony the Tiger, you know, every brand the will The Keebler Elves. Yeah. Yeah. That's where we're going to go. We're going to lose all that, you know, all these brand connections to people, which is good. And we'll get these uh, new things. And then we'll be living in an even further fictionalized world where the small Keebler elves are guiding into your Apple Vision Pros as you Mm -hmm. walk around. That'll be fun. Well, because I think, like, something about how... How do I want to say it? Something about how the same mentality of the Chiefs versus the buffalo bills or whatever is exactly the same mentality that takes over elections and so and i don't think that's correct right because this isn't about like oh i was born and raised in philly so this is always my team right like that's whatever that's one thing but like to be like yeah joe biden is stupid because of this so it's like well not because of that he is stupid yeah i guess that's right the like thing. like like, but it becomes like a horse race thing and that's also what taylor swift is like taylor swift becomes like Taylor Swift queen like I hate Miley like it, it becomes that right it's like you like if you like Nicki Minaj then that means you hate Megan the Stallion yes. and if you like Taylor Swift that means you hate Kanye West and if you're a Kanye West fan that means you also hate Taylor Swift like it becomes this like yeah. enmeshed part of the publicity and then politics comes into play there too because everyone's meshing this horse race bullshit together and it's all fake it's all bullshit yes much like the Haley Bieber, um, Selena Gomez uh, rift, too, where that split Hollywood, you know, in the Kylie Jenner. It was a whole thing. Um, it was about eyebrows. It was really how it started. Yeah. It was about eyebrow lamination, how uh, Haley Bieber said that they looked bad. And it all kicked off from there. It went wild. That was a big story for a while, and it's still not even really over. They've just come to, like, an yeah. armistice. It's um, insane. It, it's all like just some publicity stunt. Yeah, and cause, then because all every story about it was like there was no real impact. It was like who's sitting where because of the the feud at the awards ceremony or something. You know? Yeah, it's like nobody nobody in real life cares either. Like yeah. it's like the gossip magazines care, and we care for like two seconds. Because but it's funny I feel in like, an ironic way. Yeah. Yeah, but like, but like at the end of the day, we also go. None of this is important, and I feel like again. None of those people actually have an impact on my belief on who's better to vote for this, that, or the other. You know, like, it just, again, they're not having that kind of, no, no sports star is making me feel that way. Um, and again, unless they're actually going out of their way to make me think that way, right? So Colin Kaepernick might make me stop and think about voting for this that or the other senator or supporting this that or the other bill or whatever right but just because they're a football player i'm not walking up to them and going hey what do you think about police violence 
Yeah. How do we address that? You know, I'm like, no, Colin Kaepernick has gone out of his way to learn shit about it. So I maybe will listen to him. Yeah. I mean, I'm not going to listen speaker. to him over yeah. Angela Davis, mind you. I'm still going to listen to Angela first. Thank you. Yeah. But um, I think about all the time things like like this. That's why I pull stories like this here, um, because something like Universal Music Group pulling their music from TikTok. What happened? Oh, hello. I lost you for two oh, seconds. Okay. Yeah. I was just saying like um, something here like Universal Music Group um, pulling their music from TikTok even though in the newspaper it gets this little like corner here, I know that on TikTok it's like the biggest story that exists because you're talking about like BTS, yeah. Taylor Swift, Olivia Rodrigo, Drake, they're all getting removed from the platform. And that's how like a lot of those viral messages spread on TikTok. So I imagine the ecosystem of TikTok is very upset right now. And if I had to guess, people who are, you know, 20, 19, you know in the teen land there this is like the biggest news in their world it's like how half Mm -hmm. the music just got pulled off tiktok Mm -hmm. um which again to me feels like a real stupid thing because it feels like a real napster situation oh it is which is like they think it's like theft in some way or they don't understand like how it's remixing and how it's actually like fair use or anything like that yeah and also like it's exactly what makes those kids loyal fans to that shit and that's what keeps them coming back for more yeah like fucking the sloppy little fucking content piggies they are so it's just so (laughs) it's true counterintuitive um expect (laughs) no we're reading about the grammys uh let's (laughs) see we got uh taylor's up for some awards how about that she released two albums last year Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. What, what we oh, have? can we also say that like literally nobody is upset about nobody actually who even gives a shit about film is genuinely upset that Barbie didn't get nominated for an Oscar. No, no one cares. Can I say that? No, no, no one, cares. one cares. I mean, I have always. Oh, known... oh, 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 yes. oh! Which, gosh, Brian, I, I, I just remembered. I needed to tell you about. Um, a film I just saw okay. because it was about the monkey farm. And I know we deviated a, a few different directions, yes. but um, I recently saw a film that is um, a bit based in reality. Okay, uh, It's a lot based in reality actually. And it's one of those films that's incredibly disturbing if you're not ready for it. Okay. So um, it is called the zone of interest written and directed by one director named Jonathan Glazer, who is maybe better known for directing a shitload of music videos by, you know, like Radiohead and shit, like the 1990s and stuff. So, and movies stuff. Anyway, so, uh, by the way, all of those music videos just went up on the internet archives. So if you search for the uh, director's collection of music videos on that, and I'll drop a link for you, Brian, because I have it bookmarked. Uh, uh, all of the videos are there. Anyway, so uh, his new film is called Zone of uh, Zone of Interest, and it is based on a book written by English writer Martin Amie, and the story itself is about a true story, somewhat fictionalized, I think, adapted. Uh, I'm not entirely sure to read his Wikipedia article, but the uh, it is based on the life of a high-ranking SS officer 
whose home uh, with his wife and five children is immediately next door to Auschwitz. And uh, we see absolutely nothing of the horrors that are occurring behind the walls. We stay only within the confines of their home, essentially. But we get to see the kind of atrocities secondhand. And for that matter, they are far more terrifying, I would say. No, wow. It is an incredibly uh, well-made film. I am, I am still kind of reeling from it emotionally, even though I just saw it last weekend. Um, and I've been telling all of my friends that they need to go watch it while it's still playing here in town. Um, and um, Jonathan Glazer recently won the LA Film Critics Award for Best Picture, I think, or something like that. And in his acceptance speech, the only thing he really talked about was genocide in Gaza and his film in, in relation to that. Which is really interesting because, of course, it's a film about the Jewish Holocaust and the SS officers who perpetrated these uh, these atrocities. So um, I yeah. really encourage everyone to go watch this film if it's playing near them. And if it's not, keep an eye out for when it starts streaming. Because it is um, uh, absolutely one of the most stunning films I've seen all year. And uh, uh, eager to see it again. Yeah, I'm definitely going to uh, look this up. And watch it. Yeah. Yeah, I've been, yeah. As, as as folks know, I'm a big movie head, and so uh, it's the A24 distribution. Yeah, I also saw um, Godzilla minus one, which oh, was yeah, fucking sick as hell. Yeah, sick as hell. Okay. Um, the Jean Cocteau was doing a sake tasting. Oh wow. Along with uh, along with that, so I got nice. got me and the honey some tickets to that cool. as an early Valentine's Day present. Very nice. Because I hate going out on Valentine's Day. Ew. Yeah. I hate it. No, it is. I like I, doing I stuff, that. but yeah, the the actual date itself, ew, the worst, too crowded, too expensive. Yeah, the pre fees are always going to try to get a little extra out of you because it's Valentine's Day. Yeah, yeah. No, if I'm paying that much, I want to choose which thing on the menu I'm actually getting. Yeah. And- also, most restaurants <laughs> have a pre fee uh, that we're going to do a pre fee for. They probably have one every day anyway, so you could just go the day before or after and whatever. <laughs> Which is my real choice, actually, because... Yeah. Oh, God. Oh, and then if it's, like, on a weekend, fuck, everything's fucked. Yeah. So I, that's uh, why I'm just like, hot dogs it is. Let's do this. <laughs> nice. Yeah, I'm... Uh, yeah. I'm, I have a cruise coming up, so... It'll be my first cruise. It'll be a wild experience. Oh, my God. Yeah. But I've, I, I was just, uh... So, uh... Uh, we're planning a trip to Ireland and I looked into what would it cost to have a transatlantic and so I learned also a lot of things like I also learned about the difference between like actually booking your cabin and then playing what I describe now as cabin roulette where you're just like I'll just take whatever the fuck is available last (laughs) minute like whatever but bam you know, whatever people don't pick, I'll take one of them. Okay. You know, or whatever. And I'm like, okay, that's ballsy. I don't, I don't know if I would do that. But like, the difference in price is also like three or four thousand dollars, depending on which ship 
and time of year you're doing and in some cases like a lot more difference wow. in price and i was like interesting it's not like they're bad rooms or anything you're just getting one without a view you yeah, know or whatever room, but it was yeah. yeah or whatever and it's like or you're playing the roulette that people didn't book those rooms and hey you might get one with a window you know for like a fraction because you're playing journey. the lottery right so i started learning about all kinds of shit and started thinking about like how fun it would be just to kind of play the roulette just to like for fun yeah <laughs> and, like if i were like a real gambling person oh my god no and then of course like all the difference in like the size of the luxury liner and then like or like other cruise liners and like other types of ships that also do that like you have like the carnival cruise line type of shit right but then you also have like the queen mary that does that shit and i'm like huh huh yeah that could be what really do i want to do yeah do you yeah, want to be so. like you're on a ship in like uh yeah from 1899 or mm -hmm. yeah or do you want one with that has like the fucking all you can eat fucking seafood buffet exactly which is what i'm doing <laughs> yeah exactly. i'm going on that like new ship that's like the biggest uh the biggest ship I guess. oh is it the like icon of the seas it is it's that ship Oh my god, I, I see photos of it. Ever. See, I stood, how funny Brian because I have like, the reason I know that is because I've been looking at this shit. Oh, it's funny. Yeah, I'll be going in uh, April, I think it is. Yeah. Oh my god, how fun. This should be, yeah, it'll be my, my first cruise and it should be a real fun experience. Um, it'll be a great time. I think uh, there's going to be like a million things to eat. That's probably going to be my main focus and then seeing like what everything is alright to do at port or whatever. So, yeah. Should be fun. Um, oh my god, I have a trip to New Orleans coming up at the end of the month for work, and I'm going to be there like a week and a half. Oh, nice. Yeah. So you're and, getting some uh, traveling this year, yeah. Yeah. And that's, yeah, I might even be able to do more, because like, well, also not just for fun, but like, uh, like work has me traveling, and that's actually really fun right now, cool. so Good. we'll see, but yeah. uh, the New Orleans trip is going to be really fun, because I'm going to be with a bunch of hard party and goobers like myself, so we'll, you know, more on that itinerary as it develops. Okay. Well, I have, um, I think I, I have, like, one more story here. Hit me with it. Um... Okay. Okay. Jerry Bellino became anxious soon after boarding her overnight flight to Detroit last summer. The plane's Wi-Fi wasn't working, which meant she wouldn't be able to use the final hours of her trip to maintain her longest streak yet of playing Wordle and about a dozen <gasps> other games like it that reset daily typically at the stroke of midnight. I was devastated, recalls Bellino, a 28-year-old education coordinator who normally checks off a handwritten list of each game after completing it to avoid accidentally skipping any. She had been playing the games for nearly a year, making wins on her list with a marking wins with a smiley face and losses with a sad face. Her travel buddy, also an avid wow. player, suffered the same fate and was just as heartbroken. Quote, we stared at each other in disbelief, Polino says. Now they have filed suit against him. No, I'm just <laughs> kidding. Continue, <laughs> please. There could be words going in another world. Since launching in 2021, the puzzle game Wordle, which calls for identifying a five-letter word 
in six tries has inspired varieties of spin-offs including Bardle, Nerdle. Oh, Bardle is Shakespeare, Nerdle is math, Gordle is hockey, uh, Facty wow. is trivia, Daedle is history, Swordle, Swordle is Star Wars, and Loodle is bad words. Wow. These monthly free games are available via web browsers or apps and unleash a new challenge once a day, so players have just 24 hours to solve each one. Yes. Classic. Wow. Now... I need my Wordle. I think the problem is, what we're looking at, is without even... See, I'm still wearing the goggles, but I think what people are doing here is without even having the goggles, they're already like... I mean, that's, that's basically, to me, becoming a cyborg. Like... Mm-hmm. You know, um, people talked. My dog's playing a game. Sure. <laughs> Evie, Evie, come here. Say hello to the people at home. Come here. Relax. <laughs> um, <laughs> I think like uh, if you go back even to the uh, the very the people at the very beginning, like uh, Richard Browdigan, that dude who was the worked. He loved AI and cybernetics uh-huh. so much that he wrote poems, you know, about the damn thing. So um, I think that as soon as we get into a world where we're constantly uh, responding to notifications and our behaviors uh-huh. are predicated upon digital timings, such as like midnight you know, resets mm-hmm. for games and stuff like that, and we're stressing about them, we're truly entering some kind of new sphere already without even strapping the goggles on, without even, yeah. like, having the glasses that, you know, you look through all your driving. Like, yeah. we're already there. Like, you know, me, I'm sitting here looking at a Wikipedia article floating above my head for the zone of interest and to the right, another one floating separately for Taylor Swift. And I think that I am less in the Matrix than someone who wakes up at 6 a.m. not to go to work, at you know seven but because their timer reset and they have to like make sure they play all their games to trigger all the little boxes that give them serotonin that to me is is more cybernetic um or i mean what what something else that would be cybernetic is just like when you get an uber eats notification and you have to like swipe it away i mean (laughs) even that is your body as a human being is then like you have the muscle memory to like swipe yeah. away things and stuff like that. That is, you're living with machines as, as a compatible, like without that machine there, that action, that activity, that muscle memory mm-hmm. would be used on something else like uh, needle, yeah. needlepoint. Yeah, exactly. Right. You see me as I'm winding all of my bobbins because I did in fact just order some and I'm, oh, oh my God, I have, can I show you? Mm-hmm. Uh, here it is. So, as I mentioned to the folks at home, I have been working on a temperature chart for the year. Mm-hmm. And I also, uh, so I am uh, catching up to the end of January. I had a busy work week this week. Uh-huh. But this here, let me turn off my virtual uh, background here. Because I'm using a vert background here for Zoom. Oh yes. Anyway, so here and let me light it up. Reality for myself. Oh yeah, this is perfect. Oh here wow, yeah. are a shitload of chilies in a variety of colors, one through however many. So that's that one. And 
that's been fun. So I'm going to be starting February. But this particular needle oh, point wow. is Look going to be the phases of the moon. And uh, this is going to be black and yellow. But this yellow, uh, I added glow-in-the-dark string. So then that way it'll show up under black light. Oh, wow. Well, and also glow-in-the-dark. So uh, that'll be a moon phases. And I'm going to hang that in my office as a gift and a blessing to my coworkers. So, yeah. Uh, I, I feel like... Uh, I'm not trying to go all cottagecore return anarcho-communist type of shit because I, I love the future and I love gadgets. I, I, I love I, I love that I want one because I, I do, again, believe in this uh, minority report vision for my uh, uh, workplace productivity. Yeah. Um, but, like, I, I, I have been thinking a lot about what it means to like be human and to like live like and really live and to like really enjoy the things before time that before like we really shuffle off this mortal coil i don't think that i'm thinking about it just because i'm getting older because i do think that that's like a normal kind of thought process it just seems like the world is particularly chaotic in in the ways that the climate is is doing its thing and so I don't know. Take up needlepoint. Take up woodworking. And I'll bet there's a really good woodworking tutorial on that fucking VR headset. Yeah, I think that... Or will be if there isn't already. They're launching with like 600 apps. So um, Mm -hmm. I have yet to explore any of it. I was about to try to like take like a... To end this off by taking an environment. Um, Let's see if I can figure this out. You're supposed to be able to take like these wild um, photos. Let me go down here. Camera, spatial. It's like the a... Game Boy Color. Yeah, basically, yeah. <laughs> uh, software update. Okay, we can, we can get to all that. Let's see. Uh, eyes and hands, awareness, camera, 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 camera. How do we open the camera? I'm going to tell Siri. Hold on. Let's see if I can. Siri, get your fucking shit together. <laughs> yeah. Hey Siri. Take a goddamn photo. No. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh. Okay, now I'm putting in my passcode. Yeah, so it's it requires an update. So that's that. I'll um I'll undoubtedly wow. be wearing this as we do the show probably. From time this is to time, really exciting actually, having all this like information like all around me yeah it's gonna go ahead and do an update um this is truly a very interesting device and i can tell that i will be using it like quite a lot um I'll, you know of course i'll be taking on that cruise and i'll be using it to record memories and test it out but i mean for me um something like this is like i can see where it's going i guess is mm-hmm. what i'm saying I love this shit, Brian. I love the future. I, 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 as, as much as I'm being all like, take up needlepoint, go to your city council meeting. I love the future. Yeah, because riding this rocket, riding this fucking rocket all the way down. Yeah, using this technology is. Let's see, let's take a spatial photo. Oh, 
You can take special effect by pressing the top button or opening capture. What's, what's capture? Where's that? Hold on. Uh, pressing the top button. Is there another button on the top? Oh, there's another button on the top. I didn't realize that. Oh. Allow while using app. Continue. Capture, capture your surroundings at any time by pressing the top button. Weird. Expand your spatial photos and videos to expand. Okay, well, there we go. Continue. I am now capturing video of... Yeah, this is crazy. And so it shows you, like, when you're keeping your head, like, at center. It's stabilized. And it should be capturing everything in my field of view, which, because I'm looking to a giant mirror, which you never actually get to see... <laughs> is now everything this is crazy and it should keep it at appropriate depth oh that's the one thing that also um looking usually when you look into a vr headset um you have like this 3d image but there's no and there is depth but this is different this because mm. of the pixel density or something it actually feels like something is deep in a different more authentic way than it is in a normal vr headset. Huh. like the real world looks like it's actually it doesn't look like it's being presented on like a movie screen, like a flat 2D plane. It looks as if everything's as far away as it should. This book, the screen and the monitor, huh. everything like this microphone. It doesn't, you know how normally if you ever tried one before, yeah, yeah, it yeah. looks just flat. But this like a fisheye yeah, or something. This, or it gets fisheye or something. This is like looking through if, you know, if there were glasses that had like a camera on the front and a screen on the back. That's exactly what mm. this feels like. But like um, mm. as if it's truly transparent here we go i'll do a photo now huh. this is fascinating so yeah we're really we're doing technology here here i'm oh, really doing it now i'm taking photos with my fingers this is really the future <laughs> truly it was all worth it everything we survived to get here truly all worth it there we go okay kathy i've uh, all right brian look at this i've did you get to see my my eyes do this crazy thing every time i take a photo <laughs> Oh, and look, you get to see my bookshelf because I'm uh, sitting at my new sewing nook. I set up my sewing nook. Very exciting. Oh, yeah, this is great. I'm, uh, yeah, I can see back there. Hold on, hold on, let me move this. Hold on, I'm pressing the button. I'm going to record again. There we go. Okay, this is great. Insane. <sighs> we're in the future, Kathy. Can you see my eyes? Well, in we're in the present. supposed to be a thing, or what's, what, hey. what can you see here? <laughs> I don't even know. So I can I so if I can see into your I so it looks like I can look into your ski goggles a little bit. Okay. Obviously I I could see it reflecting like it would normal sunglasses. Uh -huh. But what I see happening inside is um the uh it's blinking at me. Uh-huh. A white little light. Uh -huh. As if, like, you know, like when you put your uh, laptop to sleep and yeah. the little apple on the back is kind of blinking, glowing, that's yeah. what it looks like. It looks like it's pulsating, but faster than when it does it on the laptop. So it's doing it now, now, now. Oh, it's about to install now, its update. So now. Here we go. It's about to now, show. Yeah. Blink. Blink. <laughs> blink. Blink. Okay, it says remove Apple Vision still Pro. Blinking. Start yeah, it's still blinking. Start to install the update. Here we go. All right. How crazy. I've, I've exited the cyber world, and I'm back in the real 
Kathy, it was wonderful talking to you this week. I dare say our real world is the cyber world because you know what, Brian? We are not in the future. No, it's true. We are in the present. Yes. Next week, though, that's when we'll be in the future. And the present is a gift, as they say. Yes, that's no, true. Next week, we shall be in the future. And we'll be on the we'll be in the right digital sphere. I'll have, uh, I'll have communed with the cyber gods, and uh, I'll be back reporting for more. My plan I is... I will have... Yeah, I'll have replaced my blood with, like, oil. Oh, it, <laughs> I do have one thing. I, I, do, uh, I do have one little bit for us I think that we can control. Um, here, let's talk, let's talk our way out. Here we go. I'll have an AI in the room with us. Hello, yes, AI, hello. Let's do this. Hello, uh, yes, ChatGPT, are you listening? Does it talk back? Yes, I'm here and listening. How can I assist you today? Uh, Kathy and I uh, want some advice on how to close out the podcast. Do you have any ideas for an uh, interesting or compelling story of topical nature uh, that we could talk about as an exit? Girl, you just heard him say we want to close it out. Not like add an hour and a half. I'm going to tap to interrupt. Give us a a 30-second read of something you found on the internet regarding everything that you've suggested. Girl, theater. cut that short. Yeah, it's like <laughs> cut it shorter. Hold on, we said like, close yeah, yeah, out. Get the point. Like, let's let's, let's pick <laughs> yeah, it up. Pick it up. Like, fascinating approach to conservation oh. and gaining traction mm-hmm. It's there all about go. letting nature take the lead and restore itself by mm-hmm. reintroducing species that were once native to an area and allowing natural processes to happen without human interference. Mm-hmm. This approach has been shown <laughs> to have significant yeah. benefits, uh-huh. not just for biodiversity, mm. but also for climate change mitigation. Uh-huh. For example, animals like forest elephants in the Congo Basin, by simply carrying okay, out hold their on, natural hold on, hold on, behaviors. Tell me a magical story about the forest elephants in the Congo Basin. A magical story. In the, heart of the Congo Basin, where the forest canopy stretches wide <laughs> under the glistening sun, there was a magical kingdom ruled by wise forest elephants known as the Guardians <laughs> of the Green. These majestic creatures roam the dense emerald forests. Their tusks. Mm. In my imagination, I'm changing it to Babar. <laughs> yeah. the He's wearing a crown. <laughs> the forest was alive with enchantment. Mm. Every tree and vine pulsating with energy, and the air filled with the symphony of nature. Mm-hmm. The wow, it's like Avatar. <laughs> it harmony, is. Using their deep knowledge of the forest oh. to maintain the balance of life. Uh-huh. They whispered <laughs> to the trees, encouraging them to grow tall and strong. And their footprints cool. left fertile ground in their wake, giving life to new plants and flowers. Among them was Io, 
the youngest of the guardians. Getting into named characters now. Yeah, this girl is writing a novel. <laughs> We're like, give us a quickie, and she's like... I literally said It was seconds. the best of time. It was the worst of time. <laughs> and then she notes, like, page Magical one of 1024. <laughs> Part one. Yeah. All right. The early years. To destroy everything in its path. Yeah, that's how it goes. Elephants are coming. The elephants are at war. There's a civil war amongst elephants. Yeah. War and peace. Elephants die. That's what the book's called. Elephant. Please rewrite the story to be War and Peace elephant style. vast expanse of the Congo Basin, akin to the sprawling narrative of war and peace. No, do stop. Can't do. Thank you. Very quickly. <laughs> you know what? You know, war and peace? This no is just like I'm that. failing my class. <laughs> These noble creatures, akin to the aristocracy of Tolstoy's world, navigate the complexities <laughs> of like, the like, profound... <laughs> like, I see... It shouldn't read War and Peace either. <laughs> it's like mention the author. Okay, we got the the author of War and Peace, Tolstoy. How many words? Totally is that? like if Bart Simpson were to get up there and be like, "To kill a mockingbird," which is sixty-seven pages long and written by published in nineteen fifty-eight. Yeah. In some, this book sure is a book. <laughs> yeah, there is a number of pages and words within it. Themes are present. <laughs> Pages bound by both glue and string. <laughs> There's a film starring. In popular culture. Here, I'm going to have it. Please write us a book report about war and peace. Let's see what it says. It's really thinking. It's a long book. It has to really consider. Yeah, it's like 2000. is an epic novel set in early 19th century Russia during the Napoleonic Wars. Mm. It intertwines the lives of five aristocratic families with the historical events of the time. The novel opens in St. Petersburg in 1805, introducing key characters like Pierre Bezukhov, the awkward but likable illegitimate son of a rich count, and Andrew Bolkonsky, the ambitious son of a retired military commander. The story unfolds as Russia mobilizes its troops in alliance with Austria against... The this is where we put the musical outro. <laughs> yeah, right. Personal and societal changes Brian. Okay, Kathy. Bless you. Yeah, I want you to enjoy the rest of your weekend. Thank it you. It is snowing here. So I'm going to go enjoy yeah, that. Yeah, please do. Please enjoy the weather. Um, it's like uh, same temperature inside and outside right now, which is kind of nice. Um, wow. Yeah. Um, and now I have this wonderful device to go figure out and um, look like a fool wearing. It'll be great. I bless you. I think I'm going to go to Old Navy, buy some pants. Hell yeah. Okay. Bye, friends. Okay, bye. Bye. Sometimes I wonder why I spend lonely nights dreaming of a song the melody haunts my reverie and I am once again with you 
when our love was new And each kiss an inspiration But that was long ago And now my consolation Is in stardust of a song Beside the garden wall When stars are bright You are in my arms The nightingale tells his fairy tale Of paradise where roses grew Though I dreamed in vain in my heart there always will remain my stardust melody the memory of love's refrain Memory of love's refrain 